I'm Chad Rutherford. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Works better, plays better. Today, we're going to be talking about Her Story, which was released in 2015 uh, for Windows uh, OS X. There's an iOS port and an Android port somehow. Uh, it just seems very uncomfortable to play on this. Mm-hmm. And it was developed and published independently by Sam Barlow. Uh Sam Barlow is probably most well, well at this point he's probably most well known because of this game uh because his credit on larger games is kind of overshadowed by the developer itself but he did uh do some writing and worked on uh Silent Hill Origins and Silent Hill Shattered Memories which is the Wii U exclusive one it's the Wii You're the, Not Wii, the Wii, Wii U you're correct uh you always do that it's just i forget the we exist <laughs> sometimes <laughs> uh because i'm an inverse human being mm-hmm. uh but yeah this game is not a psychological horror game but is in fact a desktop simulator uh fmv puzzle solving mystery game yeah it's very not really puzzle solving it's one big puzzle, which is why it's a mystery, mm-hmm. I guess. You watch video clips of interviews and try and figure out the story of what happened. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention one thing before we uh, talk about the game itself, uh, which was the amusing trip that I took on Wikipedia uh, before recording this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, where when finding some information about this game, one of the things that's listed is... Uh, that one of the things that made him go independent with this, like he had this idea for this game and he wanted to make it and publishers kept backing out. And a lot of the time they referred to the tone and genre of the game as he described it as kitchen sink realism, which is apparently like a subgenre of uh, a theater that became popular uh, in like the the 1900s that was uh, basically the idea is it is realism in that it is from the perspective of regular working class people and that is accurate of this game that is actually a sort of the tone that it goes for it's talking about these like things that are bad happening to people from the perspective of working class people but what I love about this is that the counterpoint, and this is like a phrase that was used in France, it's a French phrase, and uh, just translates in a weird, very straightforward way into English, which is plays in the perspectives of that, that were being used prior to kitchen sink realism's like, time of popularity are just called well-made plays. <laughs> <laughs> It feels very condescending to all other plays. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, in this game, you play as uh, someone who's not, as far as I can tell, actually a police officer of any sort. No, you're, as you find out at the end, it's like a twist ending. Oh, hey, before that is said, Uh don't... Do not listen to this podcast if you haven't played this game. Uh, and if you're like, well, I'm not going to play the game anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> P- 
play the game. It's real good. Yeah, it's short and it's not very expensive. And it and having now played it a second time ourselves, it will literally ruin the game if you know <laughs> anything at all about the plot. So I implore you to turn this off right now if you haven't played it. All right. So spoilers commence yeah. in three, two, one. So anyway, you have at the end of the game there's kind of a twist ending bit that you're the child of uh eve mm-hmm. presumably yeah. um and you're there to try and figure out like what happened with your mom and like why she did the things that she did aka murder somebody yes um so, yeah, you're, I don't think you're a police officer. You might also be, but I don't get the sense that you are. Yeah, it's not really... It doesn't seem like it, it... Part of it doesn't make any sense as to why that would be, like, the situation, like, why the whole setup would be there, uh, if you were. But then it also is questionable as to why you're allowed to browse a police database <laughs> if you're not. But we're going to suspend disbelief because that's what we do as good uh, consumers of art. Right, and um, so you embody, like, a character in the game, even though it's in first person, and they remind you of that by flashing, like, a little thing on the screen that, like, shows your reflection, mm-hmm. like, Metroid Prime style. Uh, and it's, I guess, a bit of a nitpick, but I think it looks god-awful. Yeah, it's really jarring, also, because your entire experience is, like, exceedingly realistic, like the desktop part of it like it's it doesn't show like the monitor borders or like a keyboard in the background it's just the monitor uh would be displayed Mm -hmm. so that can look fake because they are fake uh that's not actually captain falcon standing there (laughs) that is a a, an image on my desktop Uh and then out and all of the clips that you watch are fmv so it's like a real human being but then it flashes like the sirens go by and you see your reflection of this like cg lady Mm -hmm. i actually agree with you on this i think it looks terrible and was kind of a bad decision yeah i don't know why they didn't make the face like an fmv face as well like a real person and then just kind of like obscure the details and shadow and stuff right I, I feel like that would have been way better and also probably would have been cheaper yeah i have a bad theory that is probably not true i was just kind of assuming it was an idea they had late that's also but put possible that is completely baseless yeah and my baseless conjecture is that they did try and do that but they wanted like the lighting to work correctly uh because it's supposed to be like a reflection in a monitor so they like mapped a photo on of onto a model so that the lighting would and it looked terrible but it would have looked fine in the universe of the game where you see it for less than a split fucking second i mean they wouldn't have even had to have mapped it onto a model like they just show the image right i I, I would think anyway i'm imagining like the sirens going by how the light sort of goes across the face yeah i mean you can animate that yeah wouldn't look supernatural none of it does look supernatural (laughs) actually like a ghost (laughs) i feel like you could have achieved a better result that way but this isn't that interesting. No. <laughs> so the actual gameplay of her story, if you want to be generous enough to call it like 
mechanics. Like, it's a very uh, straightforward kind of thing. But it's what gives the game its charm. Uh, you are tasked with searching this database... And they don't really give you a whole ton of, like, impetus as to why you're doing this. You're just supposed to be, like, intrigued. But you have a search bar, and you can type words into the search bar. And the search bar will then populate uh, the videos based on their clips that are, like, between three and two minutes long. Very usually on the shorter side. Uh, and the thing that you're searching is, like, a transcription of those clips and so you find the clips and they're out of order and you can't find like play this sequence or whatever so you have the option to put tags on them or reconstruct sort of a timeline in that little bottom thing uh to help with your like memory and like pulling apart the important pieces that alliteration though mm -hmm. uh <laughs> but for the most part, you're just searching and trying to find clues and finding more things to search for. Uh, and that kind of drives the experience all the way through. Yeah, and I think the the most clever thing about the design, like so much so that I kind of feel like it is like almost the entire design in and of itself, is that you can only watch the first five clips uh, that show up in chronological order for the word that you searched. Right. So you can't... That's how they kind of paste out the content, so you can't get too much information at once. Yeah. And it's, like, cleverly arranged, so... Or, like, scripted, so that really important keywords that you would search early on don't give you, like, the critical information, even though those words might be located in those clips. You have to, like, go a lot down this, like, road of uh, watching clips and finding new words to eventually get there. Yeah, I think that is... <clears throat> there are a lot of things that I like and respect about this game, uh, but one of the things that I'm most impressed by is the way that they've managed to script cut the clips and organize everything so that you can find the important terms and like the things that you as like somebody who's seen three episodes of law and order would like think to just punch into a police database like the game starts you on the word of murder uh because they want you to know sort of like the tone of things and they curated these five clips that give you sort of an idea of who you're looking at and what they're doing and all that kind of shit and from there you can start searching names or places or anything that you hear in those clips but the game also respects the player enough that if you just like uh, get a wild hair up your ass and search a random word and it turns up something important it doesn't gate you from that it just says like yeah, sure, here's the clip. Like, you searched guitar, here's her playing a folk song for two minutes. Like, it is it is just, like, whatever. It works like an actual database, and I think that in addition to the cleverness of it that makes the usual experience interesting, it also makes sort of, like, the go-wild experience, like, actually fruitful and entertaining, which is impossibly <laughs> rare. Yeah, and I, I feel like it would have been, like... Des being the designer, it would be difficult to, like, make that decision because, like, I feel like you would just imagine 
uh, like people typing in something and getting, you know, like you can type in the name of the game mm-hmm. and it gives you one of the most important clips <laughs> and like a probably decent percentage of people are gonna do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you have to just kind of like, as you said, they give you a word to start out on and you have to trust that people are just going to kind of go with that. Because uh, it's such a unique setup, and once you do go with that, it kind of leads you along this trail of breadcrumbs. Because, like, especially in the first several clips, there's, like, a key word that really stands out to you, and you're just going to keep searching that stuff, and you're just going to, you know, keep pulling the thread. And it kind of gets you that way and kind of keeps you from guessing wild stuff. <laughs> But, you know, obviously some people are going to do that anyway. Well, yeah, and depending on the environment you're in when you're playing the game, like, something about this sort of, like, deduction is calls to people. Where it's like, if I'm playing and I search and I listen to the murder clips and I'm like, ooh, mur- okay, oh, the victim's name is Simon. Okay, so I'm going to search Simon. And then I listen to all the Simon clips. I'm like, ah, he hung out at a place called The Rock. Let's check that. They go to The Rock. So now you got like an action, you got a location, you got a name, you got all these other names. And part of you is going like, you're just running through the, the you're like churning all the details. So you're going, I need to find this bar i need to find these people i need to know why he makes glass shit and like all of these things and then i feel like i would be too distracted to be like eh, let's just search her store yeah exactly <laughs> it's it's really good in that yeah it, it, it engages you in that way yeah i will also say that i feel like the important clips that you find do need context though they can definitely give you some fruitful uh like phrases to look for yeah i i vaguely remember the first time experience because it's been a couple years for us but uh i do remember it taking quite a while to really stumble upon the like core like twist of everything that you're actually watching clips of two different women yeah I think, and this is... uh, You are identical twins. (laughs) But you shouldn't be listening to this if you don't know that. Well, to hark back to uh, how this, how knowing how this game plays out, like the reason that you just cannot really play this game again, uh, I feel like the losing the context of it being a mystery makes you hone in on things a lot faster because like there are definitely things that we would search in the first time around that didn't turn up anything or like were vaguely related but we thought were like the key to the mystery Mm -hmm. and i i think that's really like that central idea of there being two people uh is so key to like the intrigue of this because it goes over the hump from we spent like three hours on this game the first time we played it and uh this most recent time was like under an hour or like a little over an hour around that mark Mm -hmm. and it really is just like the the revelation of that is 
so huge that it makes you recontextualize everything that you had heard up to that point. Mm -hmm. So then you start going back and then you start paying attention to the times and dates, which you just ignored before because it was a lot of numbers. Yeah. I see you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do the same thing. Uh, It's part of what makes it so like expertly crafted. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's like, it's paced really well, Mm -hmm. which is especially impressive given how unique the game is and how player driven it is it's paced really well despite being freeform and also not having an ending yeah like that is something that you cannot say about most if (laughs) any other things yeah and like i think it's it's smart like there i think there are some red herrings if you want to call them that early on like searching for obvious stuff like uh like trying to guess what the murder weapon is and stuff like that that you might think to do when you're trying to form an idea of like what's going on aren't fruitful right like if you you know you know that he gets his throat slit so if you search knife it it brings up a clip but it's like a pointless clip of like you know talking about like cutting a cake or something like that right um so I, I think there's like really clever like misdirections and things in there as well. Yeah, there's a uh, part of it is like them using sort of like pronouns and common names to really skirt around things, and I think it's really well done. Um, like you can get an inkling pretty early on that uh, Hannah, who I believe is introduced as Hannah in one of the first five clips, so that you have like something to base everything on yeah and she talks about she'll say sister occasionally and so you start thinking like oh does she have a sister like what's the sister what's her importance in this uh and then if you do search sister then you end up finding this clip where uh she's like she called me sister on the phone. She's never said that. And that like throws up like a million red flags, which is wild, but that's, (laughs) uh, it really does just like change how you look at it. And you could come up with that immediately, but just sort of don't. Yeah. And it gives you the whole little backstory about how they were born as twins, but then the midwife stole one of them yeah (laughs) and then they met back up so that's like its own thing that almost kind of distracts you and you just kind of like go down that path and think of it as its own thing and don't necessarily think about how it relates to the murder case until later yeah well and there's like the setup like the whole so outside of the individuals like the environmental setup for their story is also, like, laden with things that are just going to make you search for stuff that ends up turning up nonsense. Like, they have a giant dollhouse. We're obsessed with fairy tales. Uh, and, like... Uh, oh, and they both... And they kept a joint diary, which combined end up eating up so many weird terms that you could search. Like, uh, Eve wears a blonde wig when she leaves by herself so people don't recognize her as Hannah, who is, like, the assumed identity of the two. But if you search for blonde, then you end up with all of these stories about Rapunzel. And it's, like, 
hmm, <laughs> like you go pretty far out. And then also the dollhouse, like the, the common household words end up coming up in this like long description of, of this big dollhouse that they had. Mm-hmm. It's really like, it's both evocative and also is a great way of just like digging holes for the player to fall into. Yeah, and it also like that stuff kind of ties in thematically to the whole thing. So it doesn't just feel like pointless, like right. uh, misdirection. So how do you feel about, and I'm saying this, potentially <laughs> revealing this information to you, because I only found out about it recently, uh, and I don't know if that means that I am dense or not, but <laughs> there's a, uh, because the game is left vague, there's no conclusive ending and it doesn't play like a cutscene, is there a, there's an interpretation out there that it's not actually two people, it is one person with split personalities, mm-hmm. and I hate that personally. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, I feel like that can't be the case because of the tattoo and the bruise thing. Yeah. Like, I guess you could fake that, but like, if you were constantly applying and removing a fake tattoo like i feel like people would notice that and i don't know like you could fake a bruise as well but then why does she mess up and touch the wrong side of her face Mm -hmm. i that's an interesting fan theory but i don't (laughs) know how much water that holds yeah the tattoo for me is a big thing as well because if you look at the tattoo and try and draw a conclusion from it i feel like it resists any kind of like interpretation of or like any arguments against it being a real tattoo because it is a game and because the woman either has a tattoo or does not have a tattoo in real life mm-hmm. uh and so either she does have it and they cover it up with makeup or she doesn't have it and they put a fake tattoo on it's a black tattoo it looks kind of fake to me you couldn't cover that with foundation true and we have enough of it, where they're shooting on, like, kind of, or they have, like, the film grain effect on I suppose. It. You could hide it, I think, but either way. But the most sensical way to hide it, if you wanted to, would just, just be wear long sleeves yes. when you're Hannah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's too many holes to be poked in that. Yeah. And, like, the point of the tattoo, and they even, they use the tattoo in the game, like, there's the one where she's playing the guitar. That's mm-hmm. Eve who plays the guitar, and she's the one with the tattoo. Uh, and like the first couple clips you see her in with the short sleeve shirt on, it's obscured by the guitar, like the way she's turned when she's playing it, or like she's holding a drink. And, you know, it's like blocking the tattoo, so you don't notice it. And I think the way that's executed mm-hmm. and kind of revealed to you, like, I don't know. That feels like the actual design purpose of it and trying to use it to serve that kind of a fan theory kind of feels like forcing (laughs) connections that aren't there to me. Yeah, I I, I do kind of agree. I think it's it's apparently widely enough believed that is a thing that is like considered to be a potential ending. Mm, Yeah, to me, I don't want to shit on it too much because I think it's a fun theory. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my whole thing is that, like, you couldn't really make an argument about the tattoo that made any sense, given that it could equally be 
a production thing as opposed to a actual yeah. in-universe thing. That it looks like a fake because yeah. it has to be on the actress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's that. The actual ending, and I now am just asserting, yeah, that this is the real thing. Quote. Yeah. Yeah, it, I like that there isn't a definitive ending. Like that you can just look up, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I actually agree with that, and I, I uh, mm. what I was what I was leading into was, uh, I think of the things that we haven't covered yet, the thing that stands out the most to me, and what makes this game kind of unique, is the fact that it doesn't end on its own. Like you have to declare yourself to be finished with it for the credits to roll. Mm-hmm. I was going to compare it to Oberdin. Mm. which also is a game that lets you like walk away once you feel satisfied but then it does have a real ending yeah. so it's not quite the same thing and according to jj it just shits on your face if you decide <laughs> to do that so. <laughs> yeah um but you know yeah i think that we wouldn't work in you know lots of games but it works really well in this one yeah because like there's something like over 200 clips or something like there's a lot and you could spend a really long time trying to find those, like, last, like, 20, 15% of them, you know? Yeah, there's actually, a uh, like, a tracker on the desktop that lets you uh, see, like, how many of them that you've watched. But because of the way that it's, like, laid out, you obviously can't... It doesn't lead you into any clues as to, mm-hmm. like, what pieces you're missing. Yeah, so it. I think that's clever to realize that and then kind of design the game around it like Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be fun to try and get literally everything (laughs) well yeah because like the way that you test for understanding uh, uh, by the player would be to present them with like a fucking exam like a (laughs) multiple choice test scantron at the end and be like well did you know about this part and i feel like there's no way of doing that in a satisfying manner and I also feel like a lot of games, like games that I've played and enjoyed, have done things where the meat of the exposition is left up to interpretation, but then they have like a hokey ending cutscene that kind of like solidifies certain interpretations that maybe aren't as fun and interesting as the one that you were thinking of. Like Home is a great example. The endings are kind of what you play for, but at the same time, like getting an ending that is different than your headcanon feels like a betrayal. <laughs> like it's weird. Yeah. Uh, this skirts the issue entirely and becomes sort of like in a league of its own because of it. Yeah. You got any uh, nets? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the actress, mm-hmm. uh, who who's the only actor in the game is uh who plays hannah and eve uh is great yes she i mean she is the game basically (laughs) uh and she gives such a natural performance um like it's not a stereotypical dramatic like great you know movie style performance but like she feels like a real person like it really feels like real interviews yeah yeah it's got it's one of those things that is rare in games to see like a genuinely good actress but at the same time like 
because of the way it's shot because it's like set in 1994 and like it's like this grainy videotape footage it honestly doesn't even like it doesn't jump to you immediately how good this actress is Mm -hmm. like you're you're watching and you're like oh got the information and shit like it feels like it's actual clips and that is it's kind of fucked up that it's that good yeah (laughs) but yeah i just i didn't want to like not mention that that's a good like i think there are like some nice subtle differences between hannah and eve that aren't just like the the tattoo and the coffee and the you know the the bruise the the, yeah the obvious like visual cues so yeah props to that i do also want to mention the uh music in the game did you notice it yeah it's real subtle uh do you think that it signals something or do you think that it is just there to break up the silence in the searching parts i can't say i was paying that close of attention to it but so i would guess i would just imagine that it's there to kind of break things up that's also what i am sort of landing on i didn't find anything like clear about it which makes me think that that is the case but uh, I did notice, like, you know, it would play, and I was like, what was that clip we just watched? Like, was mm. that an important clip? Does it signal it with that? And I'm not actually 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, that was, it felt a little weird because, like, the audio is constantly getting interrupted because you keep playing more clips. Yeah. And I feel like I almost would have preferred there to just not be ambient music, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. It serves a purpose. Like, if you were to, like, get a drink or something and walk away, yeah. it's not just, like... You're taking your time to think of a new word. Yeah. You search. don't just hear phone calls and type and yeah. typing. I think that's about it. That does sound... Oh, my um, good notes. Do we have... Felon thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, this game's great. Uh... Uh, we, t- I think I said this on the cat lady episode, uh, on the main podcast, but it, like the older I get, the more I appreciate like a genuinely unique game or like interface or form of interaction. It's nice to come to a game and not know exactly how it's going to control or how it's going to work. Um, and I mean, this is that there's nothing else like this. Uh, it's super unique it's really well designed uh great performance uh great like it's one of the better like makes you feel like a detective games uh that i've ever played and i think it hits a difficulty curve i think really nice where i think like most anybody could figure it out yeah if they put the time in which I, I don't know, I just think it's really impressively designed and well done. I agree. Uh, I feel like if I were to make a pretentious top 10 games of the decade for the 2010s, <laughs> this would be on it and probably close to the top simply because of how it's something that is both unique and executed on like 
incredibly well. Yeah, and it's accessible. Yeah. I think was the word I was trying to get out there, but, <laughs> but didn't get it. Well, it is it's accessible for a lot of reasons. Like, low system requirements, doesn't cost a lot of money, pretty easy to get into. Like, I don't know a single person who wouldn't be able to guess words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, definitely a good word to use to describe it. Um, but, yeah, that's it's such a rare thing to see something that is both unique and also really fucking good like we talked about over din that definitely strikes this kind of a balance as well mm-hmm. uh but in a really different way yeah and a little bit higher barrier to entry <laughs> yeah definitely higher on the like mental fortitude part of it yeah uh i.e i was not that <laughs> smart <laughs> uh but yeah th- this game it it's satisfying uh, without being too like impossibly difficult, and the fact that you can quit whenever, uh, I will I will hold that accomplishment yeah. up forever about how yeah. good I think and, that is. And it doesn't feel like, in another comparison to Oberdin, like you are you still feel like satisfied and like you reached a conclusion, and it's it's not like you you're leaving it incomplete, right? I mean, there you could definitely leave slightly too early and feel like you left incomplete. But let's say you just go back into it. That's your own fault, though. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As long as you give it a fair effort. Um, But yeah, I want to say that's about it. Uh, Liked it a lot. Uh, Did not like it as much on the replay. Not because of the merits of the game, but because it's basically impossible (laughs) to erase everything about the game from your memory. Yeah. Maybe try it again in 30 years. Yeah. If I take some, like, memory pills or something in the far future when they can just targeted, uh-huh. do, like, the Eternal Sunshine thing, but just for this game. <laughs> Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be talking about Sayonara Wild Hearts, uh, because we apparently just love samogo as a developer check them out (laughs) so uh join us at that time and until then if you want to get a hold of us all of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com there you can find links to our twitter our youtube our discord server where you can check out uh all of the conversations happening about the games as we talk about them and uh you could listen to the Overdin episode that we've mentioned a couple of times in this episode. Uh, Baba Is You is another one I would recommend for fans of this. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I feel like it's <laughs> unclear as to why I have an association. But yeah. Unique indie yeah, puzzles. puzzle game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Search... For the no clip podcast. What's that? <coughs> what's that button? Mm. Hold on. Let me let me type YouTube into the. Ah, yeah, the like button. I figured it out. Smash it. Let me search smash in the police database. Oh, they smashed his skull with a hammer. Oh, and they smashed that like button. I'm here with Chad Rothermond. Uh-huh. Uh, we hear th- here at the No Clip Podcast that you like talking <laughs> into microphones. Uh, could you tell us about that? Uh, let's take a break. All right. After the break. After the break.
break. <laughs> Do we have final thoughts? Do we have final breaks? Well, I like talking in the microphone. <laughs>